Hello, and welcome to Learn From Gaming's Tales of Creation, Episode 2. This is an actual play podcast for Exalted 3rd Edition. If this is your first time joining us, I encourage you to go back and listen to Episode 0 and Episode 1. Episode 0 deals mostly with an introduction to the show itself, and Episode 1 is our very first play session. Again, my partners in this project are Fred Rojas playing Raven the Lucky, Stu Gritter playing Rojin the Shaper, and Dan Murray playing Kyir or the Little Sentinel in Lenowin. After some discussion, Stu and I agreed to leave this episode intact, warts and all. The introduction is a little rough, and I just want to warn you about that on the way in. But for any of you who have any comments, concerns about episode one or this episode, please feel free to reach out to us at Learn From Gaming Podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can feel free to DM us and talk to us. We also have an email address at learnfromgamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's learnfromgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out, communicate how you feel about this show. Uh, Again, it's an experiment. We're learning sometimes even how to podcast, even though I have a whole series with Stu behind us. Um, Yeah, so just tune in, take a listen, let us know what you think, and if not, just sit back and enjoy the show. Last time on Learn From Gaming's Tales of Creation, our main characters had just met each other. Uh, Actually, Raven had just arrived in town and had been sort of whisked away to oh man i'm forgetting everybody's name this is a horrible intro um <laughs> we're gonna do it live are we gonna do this yeah live? this yeah, is this is live. the second best intro we've yeah, ever done this just, is perfect yeah okay that's <laughs> okay. so um for everybody who's joining us for the first time there are three characters and i need to see that say their names so that i will remember them one is raven so raven the lucky played by fred rojas uh, the other is Kair, or the little little soldier, little, little, sen- soldier. little sentinel, little sentinel, played by Dan. Um, also, Dan Murray, if you want the full name, if you want to look him up on Facebook, he's pretty cool. Dan Murray, um, nasty. <laughs> and the last is Rojin the Shaper, played by. Oh God, who is this guy again? Uh, all right, yeah, Stu Gritter. <laughs> Stu Gritter. Um, so welcome to the roughest, roughest start to any any episode that I've ever done, including all of our Learn From Gamings when I fall apart. Oh but, no, we've uh, had worse. So um, just thank you. This is still very, very new. I'm not so great at introducing stories, but uh, we're just going to jump right into it. So last episode, what happened is Raven arrived in the docks, got an invitation to uh, Rojan's house, decided to visit where uh, she was very, very powerfully accosted by a statue that uh, sort of made her try to feel things for uh, Rojan. Most people don't know this, but Rojan has a certain set of abilities that allow him to create items that instill intimacies. And that's what that was. Um, so after going into the house, there was a bit of conversation. There was a little bit of disagreement in that our good friend, uh, our good friend Kyer may have botched uh, a retentions role. And um, there, there was there was or actually it was an awareness role, and there was a, a misunderstanding uh, in which uh, Kyer believed that Raven was going to attack Rojin, but that did not happen. What was actually happening is uh, Nick Nick, 
who works for, he's an agent of Champur in the city and works for Raspara and the Second Smiles. He was busy kicking down the door. (laughs) It's weird that that should have been misunderstood. To sort of tidy things up, uh, the Second Smiles bust into Rojan's house. Uh, Raven, who is incredibly good at what she does, ends up hiding herself uh, and does not get detected. Kair goes upstairs after a very confusing exchange and then looks out and is able to very, very barely into it with the help of uh, one of his, his friends, what appears to be a demon outside. And then after this whole disagreement occurs, after everybody leaves because they can't find Raven, who is the person they were looking for, everybody decided to pop their case mark and announce to each other that maybe they all have something in common, sort of. And that is where we're going to start off. So all of you are blowing case marks. You know what, Rojan, we're going to start with you. Why don't you describe what yours looks like? Um, and then from there, we'll move on to Kair and then Raven. All right. I uh, I did uh, just look this up and proceeded to immediately forget. Uh, I believe Rojan's case mark is the Silver Crescent. It is because Rojan is a member of the Changing Moon case. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> so it is a silver crescent that's appearing on your forehead. It's a softer light than a solar exaltation. It's uh, the type of light that would be produced by moon. By a moon. Yeah, it's bright silvers, uh, maybe some dark blues or shadowy purples. And it kind of like pulses a little bit. No, it's... it's with the heartbeat, sure. I like it. Um, all right, so Kair, uh, what is on your forehead? Kair is a uh, Twilight Exalt, um, and so his cased mark is like a half, kind of like a, a half moon. There is a full ring, um, and the top half of the ring is is also glowing, kind of leaving like a gap that is almost like a big dumb smile. Um <laughs> right, and as you are a solar exalted, the light is inherently, um, so it's like, it, it is sort of just like the light of the sun, so it's it's a soft yellow right now. Um, as you start to power up and use more essence, it will glow brighter and brighter like the mm-hmm. sun, but it, um, because you are a twilight, you do have hues of color that are common to your caste. Um, those are not exhibited right now, but they could pop up if you start, you know, really exerting yourself. Mm-hmm. So then next up, we've got Raven. Um, and Raven Lucky, what is on your forehead? Uh, sure, I am a uh, night cased. So upon her forehead is uh, what I like to describe as a Sonic the Hedgehog ring. But it is a glowing, um, just uh, think of it as like an empty ring, uh, hollow in the middle. Um, and it's just got a thin uh, border all around it. So it's, a, it's slightly thicker than like a, a thin line. Awesome. And again, you are solar. So right now, the light that you're producing is very similar to that of the sun itself. Um, Mm -hmm. But as you are a night cased, you sort of take darker hues. That doesn't really show up right now. Also, as a night cased, you usually don't pop your case mark as quickly as everybody else because you can sort of mute that effect. Um, But you've chosen to show it. And why have you all chosen to show your case marks? I guess we'll sort of get into that now. So I'm just going to sort of step back and let you all talk about what's going on. 
I believe the last thing that was said was spoken by Kair, who said, oh yeah, there's a demon outside. And go. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll start off. So I say to Kair, I, was, I say, wait, what? There's a, a demon outside? Where, where exactly is it? I didn't see anything. It's, um, it's out, uh, just kind of in front of the house, um, standing, watching, not doing anything. You wouldn't really normally see it. It takes a kind of a trained eye to, to see them, but it's there. I have to. And so I look over at, uh, Rojan and I say, tell me your statue works on demons. Um, it should. I swear to God, if this thing breaks my door down, I'm going to. I'm gonna lose it. Um, I'm gonna go and open the, go to the front door and and prop it open and take a peek out. Okay, so I will allow a perception awareness for everybody who is there. You can all perform a perception awareness, so all of you are welcome to roll them. Um, additionally, if anybody has any charms or effects that allow them to see dematerialized things, you can activate them now. Oh, Rojan definitely does. Yeah, I don't have anything that's specific to that. It's more like heightened senses, which I don't think would apply here. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't see it. Yeah, I'll double check it. Yeah, and, uh, and so. uh, right now, Muckdog is going to be playing coy for you, um, just as a heads up, so he will not be helping you again in the way that he just did. Um, okay. But yeah, let's just see some rolls, and I will tell you what you can see. If you want to enhance these rolls in any way, uh, j- just as a heads up, if you're looking for dematerialized things, you're not going to see a lot. Um even with an enhanced role without an appropriate charm. Even though... Let's see. Oh, boy. <laughs> Stu. <laughs> that was so close to a botch. <laughs> okay, so um, for anybody at home, when we talk about how we're rolling, it's important that I actually explain this. So we're playing through Discord, uh, and Discord does have a really sweet a really sweet little uh, dice bot that you can get that is pretty true to Exalted. Uh, I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Um, So if anybody wants to check it out or add this bot to their own private servers, they're more than welcome to. It's pretty comprehensive and covers a lot of things. But basically what you do is you dictate how many dice you want to roll. So a good example is... um, Okay, so Kair just rolled six dice... Um, of the six dice that were rolled, there was a three, a four, a six, a seven, an eight, and a nine. The seven, eight, and nine, anything seven and up counts as a success. A ten counts as two successes for most rolls, unless it's damage. But I'll explain that when we get there. Now, Stu had a pool of three and tried to do an auto success as well. So uh, the auto success, Stu, was that willpower? Or were you? do you have a... You've got a charm that allows you to... By an auto success? Uh, I have the excellency. Right, right. So, yeah. So then, excellency. Um, all right. So then you had one success plus one success. So you've got two. Well, and real quick, and then... I have a question. So yeah, go right. Looking at uh, something. So here's how it's specified. And I just want to know if this will help me or not before I activate or potentially activate anything. Um, sure. It doesn't speak of dematerializing, but it does say she gains additional... 
Uh, two dice to notice hidden persons or devices. But I don't know if this is considered hidden as much as dematerial. Um, like, I think it's so, a different factor. Yeah, and this this is important. Now, dematerialized is a very specific state. Um, hidden things, hidden things are mm-hmm. anything that's in stealth or anything that's disguised. Um, so if somebody was wearing a disguised, uh, the, the issue with dematerialized is it's more of an occult thing. Um, I so it, it's one of those other ways to hide instead of using stealth. Um, but it has an incredible flaw that if somebody can actually sense something that's dematerialized, it's basically worthless. Now, to understand what a de- dematerialized thing is, is it is something that can basically, for the sake of this game, let's just set the ground rules now. Something that's dematerialized can theoretically move through objects, can even levitate a little bit if they want to. Um, they're mostly limited to their actual physical abilities, but they cannot be harmed by conventional weapons. They can only be harmed by anything that could actually hit something that's dematerialized. And usually that ability comes from charms. So really just the exalted or other gods or people are going to be able to deal with something that's dematerialized. Okay. There are also some limited skilled mortals out there called thaumaturges who can detect dematerialized things. But again, this is this is sort of an occult thing, not so much an awareness thing. So if you haven't leaned too hard into a cult, it's a little harder to see something that's dematerialized. Okie dokie. So it's a uh, perception awareness, right? Yep, perception awareness. There we go. Although if you were to roll like a 15, I would say that your senses could theoretically pierce the veil of reality. <laughs> Don't have quite that much. I uh, got, uh, well... Yeah, three successes because one was a ten. Still, that's an amazing pool. So, um, <laughs> no kidding. So Raven had a pool. Raven had a pool of ten. Um, she rolled actually. If she hadn't rolled any successes, it would have been a botch. So she could have been seeing something else entirely. Um, <laughs> Been tripping out over got, there. <laughs> yeah. So she got two ones, two threes, two fours, two fives, a nine, and a ten. The ten counts as two successes. The nine counts as one. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna sort of peel back what everybody can see uh Stu used a charm to see dematerialized stuff and has one success Stu, you look out the door and two successes for what it's worth oh right sorry twice as many yeah twice as many (laughs) exponentially more but you don't see anything Uh, whatever was outside isn't there now and unfortunately um both kair and raven you cannot see what kair initially saw so there is, as far as you can tell, there's nothing out there. I mean, there's people. There's still people looking at that really pretty statue out front. But it's a new set of people. Uh, a few of them actually look over when the door opens and wave at Rojan. They're very excited that he has graced <laughs> them with, with their presence. So, oh, you know. of course, smile and wave like the queen, blow them a kiss, and close the door. <laughs> is your case That's mark still glowing? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a valid question. I hadn't really thought about that. I didn't see anything other than your fan club out there. Yeah, me neither. So if there was a thing, it's gone now. No, no, you're not gonna you're not gonna see it. I didn't see it until it's it's hard to explain. Um, I was able to see it for a minute. It's there. It's in a weird, not place, but it's it's there. It's not doing anything. 
It's it's just watching. And I mean, like this this particular demon too. Like I I know a a lot about about them, and it's not really acting in its nature. So we can't see it, and it's there, but not really there. Is it a? Th- can it be a threat? I, it could be. Um, I don't think it is. I think it's there for surveillance. I think somebody is watching this house. This thing is under somebody's control. Okay, so with that information devolved, anybody who wants to can make an intelligence a cultural. If you want to. It's not going to be everybody's strength. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Now, what's important to know for anybody outside of the game is um, Kyir actually intimately understands what the demon was. Um, he scored incredibly well on his past uh, intelligence occult role to identify the creature. So I was able to actually give him most of the creature's uh, profile. So like directly out of a book. Um, so there's not much he doesn't know about this animal, but it's up to him to communicate what he does know. Okay, so Stu got three. Um, Two. Oh, sorry. So here, let's see. Whoa. Holy That's, smokes. Uh, eight successes right there. <laughs> okay, so um, so Rogan, uh, with what you know, um, with two successes... Uh, <laughs> Uh, usually dematerialized thing if it's on sentry it it sits and waits until an an event occurs it wasn't outside so you're starting to think that maybe an event has occurred or he I mean this is information from the dude who talks to the rat on his shoulder so eh. right and with two successes you could also sort of intuit that if you wanted to okay so then um kair with eight (laughs) successes which is incredible um a bound demon um is always always functioning against its nature because what it wants to do compared to what it's ordered to do is is often two different things you know that this demon loves to hunt people Mm -hmm. this demon is in the middle of a city but can't hunt if it has moved or disappeared, as um, as Rojin suggests, then that means whatever observation it was doing has been fulfilled and it, it has returned to its master or moved on to do something else. Uh, with eight successes, I would say it's more likely that it returned to its master because otherwise you would hear people screaming right now. Okay. Um, well, yeah, no, I remember I couldn't actually see it until Muckdog did something to me. Um, So I just assumed that everybody couldn't see it. Um, But I can, that's an an easy solution. Um, Is there a a front-facing window on the house? Like on this this level? Probably, yes. Okay. Like some natural light in my gorgeous house. Well, and you'd want a view of the the front. Yeah. I mean, usually the curtains would be drawn because otherwise it's just too much of a distraction for the street. <laughs> right. Um, I want to just quickly wander over to the window and just sort of like hushedly say to Muckdog, like, is it, is it still there? And Muckdog looks out and 
you can actually feel as the not quite fur you're not really sure what it is um, starts to shift and move in agitation but also effort um, as he peers out the window looking at the spot where where the demon was um, and he just he shakes his head and then he mutters back to you no it's gone it's not there no more okay I guess it's gone it left Okay, well, while we're on the subject, do you want to tell me anything about your little plus one there? I saw you uh, conversing with him when uh, when all the things went down in the house. And I'm assuming, and I look over at Rojan, I'm assuming you know about him too. So does anybody want to share a little bit more? Because things have gotten really weird since I've come to town. <laughs> to be honest, wow. I don't know a ton about him. Um, I don't need his life that. story, but is do I need to be worried? Is 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 what's the deal no, no, with no. you two? <laughs> you don't need to be worried. He's he just helps me. Okay, I'll trust you on that for now. So Fred and Stu, what are your resolve scores? Three. Yeah, three. Because I am about to make a roll. Okay, so what happens, um, you can opt, I mean, you already know my successes, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, you can opt to increase your, your resolve right now if you want to um, with any kind of specialties, if you have an integrity specialty or with specialty. Um, right now, the difficulty is four to beat it. It's, that difficulty is not going to go up, but basically what has just happened is Mugdog has done something like a shrug and a move. Um, and there was a little sparkle that was produced that was incredibly endearing and cute. And it was just a physical action. But um, he was trying to instill an intimacy of reassurance about him in you. Mm -hmm. You can choose to either accept it or you can bump up your resolves. Oh, I've seen people try to do cutesy little shoulder shrugs and coy little <laughs> little hair flips and a little wink and a finger guns. No, no, no. That shit doesn't work on me. I've, I'm that guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is my house. And, okay, so... In order to... I'm trying to think of in how order, to boost. If you have, do you have any integrity charms, or do you have an integrity over two? I have an integrity. Uh, no, I. I think, given my circumstance, I'm along for the ride on this one. Okay. Um, in which case, yeah, uh, you can feel reassured for now. Um, okay. What? Let's talk about your intimacies just for a second, because if you have any intimacies and self-interest, you might be able to protect yourself. Uh, okay. Do okay. So then I will flip this on you. You, uh, there is a minor intimacy that you have uh, that is dislike, uh, specifying. Um, mm. Do you believe this creature is being honest? No. Okay. That can bump your resolve up automatically as a defense. That'll in increase it by one. So that puts you, that'll put you in a level where you are defended. So you are defended against this. You don't have to take an intimacy of reassurance about Muck Dog. Okay. Okay. Now, so 
despite not getting the intimacy, am I aware of what's just happened here? Like, cause I don't per se, like, I don't, I don't know how aware my character would be of that. Is that a question uh, you can answer? You uh, like you. Okay. From it, from a social standpoint, you know that the creature just did something cute and funny to try and make you feel at ease. Mm, but gotcha. It didn't seem unnatural. I mean, any more unnatural than that thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But okay. It didn't, it didn't then I just unnatural. look at it and go, I saw that. <laughs> okay. Cool. What other tricks do you know? <laughs> are, are you asking are you asking, uh, what are you asking no Kyrie? no i i'll oh, keep that, one that so tiny hoop. <laughs> i'd i mean i'd watch it so you're all in an interesting situation you know um well you have a pretty good idea that raven has a piece of paper that's incredibly valuable at least to a few people enough to break down rojin's door um you can discuss what to do on that, or I can recommend a few a few few things to do on that to try and resolve this quicker. Um, I guess it's really up to you. If you guys want to talk about it, you're welcome to, or if you want some suggestions, I can throw them out. I'm going to take you guys' lead on this one, I think. <laughs> I mean, to me, it seems like you, your options are keep it or sell it. And I think if you sell it, you're shorting yourself a lot. It's a lot more dangerous to keep it, but... Um, I mean, are we discussing think, this character to character at this point? Uh, <laughs> that, that would be Rojan speaking to Raven, yeah. Okay. I, um, I do then think I'll, I'll, the three of us could... And I'll just out for, outright say I have no intention of selling it. Okay. That's, I think, for the best. Okay, so then if you have no intention of selling it, I'm going to ask you right now to, um, so, so Fred or Raven, um, to make a, in this situation, I'm going to do, it's going to be an intelligence bureaucracy role. Okay. I'm just going to roll with it. Now, if I wanted to do an auto success, do I use moats for that? Or is that, is that something that uh, uh, Rojan has as part thing. of a charm? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Rojan has taken something that allows him to do that. You okay. can't usually do that. Um, okay, I wanted just want, to make sure. Yeah, if you want an auto success, you can spend one willpower, um, or you can bump the, the roll up by your bureaucracy plus, um, in this case, intelligence. Right, and I am aware of the willpower thing. Sorry, so for anyone who's just listening, I'm – you know, you, you start to get to learn the patterns of like good actions to take at certain times. And I'm just, I'm just <laughs> feeling it out. Cause I don't quite have a firm grasp on every concept yet. Uh, but I know what I'm doing. Um, three successes. Okay. So with three successes, um, here's what you know that you can do. Uh, <clears throat> looking at the deed, which you can, you can actually read. It's mostly flame speak, um, or sorry, uh, flame speak or fire speak. I'll um, be able to tell you in a sec. <laughs> flame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's mostly flame speak. And um, it the provision is whomever... Okay, so it's a little bit vague, but right now it's whomever's possession this is in. Um, if you can get this to the guild 
and get it legitimized, like run it through the process that you are in the possession of this item, like you're physically in it in its possession right now. If you can legitimize that possession with the guild, which is just up the street, um, that would mean you have official claim. Um, and then like that will be documented. And that means specifically that you will be a primary claim holder. Once you are a primary claim holder, no one can take hostile actions against you. Gotcha. In in this town. So basically I'm walking with a pink slip until I get a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so basically until you get to the guild hall, if somebody takes it off you, right. it could be theirs and then they can just run to the guild hall and claim it. Gotcha. Okay, so this is what I know going into this conversation, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, with three, that's what you know. Okay. So I look at, at the two of them and I go, okay, guys, so I feel like I need to validate this claim, or I know I need to validate this claim with the guild. And I think that's the first step um, because until then, I'm volatile and as it stands, uh, you being in my company – and Rogen's door has already learned this lesson. Uh, you probably run some risks yourselves uh, by being associated with me. So once we can get that validated, I think as long as Kair is in, which we're playing coy with each other, but we also seem to be in agreement that we're all on the same team. Until this happens, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'll be safe in this city. Okay. Now... Rojan has some knowledge of how things have been going in this town for a while and the process of getting claims legitimized. Um, and he also has a history of being a bit of a shady mofo. Uh, does he foresee any kind of speed bumps? Like if the claim was, I don't know, stolen, would that be a problem for the guild or anything like that? Like does, that sounds like the better of a wits bureaucracy or a wits larceny role. Would the smuggling specialization tailor in? I would allow it, yeah. Okay, well, let's try that then. You're trying to hit at least a three. Okay, <laughs> that's better than three. Um, okay, so Stu just rolled a six on uh, seven dice and one auto success. Um, so, okay, with six, you would know, um, looking, well, uh, basically, uh, based on interpretation of the document as, uh, Raven described it without looking at it, it sounds like the document is left intentionally vague. Um, you don't know a history in which, like, you've always known there was a claim that nobody was working on, but you also know that people sometimes try to sneak over there and just, like, steal, um, like steel ore, because uh, it's it's a very rich vein, but nobody has access to it. Nobody can legally actually mine it, so there are just scrubs that try and try and steal. Um, but uh, it looks like looks good. Th well, yeah, like there there is nothing blocking this. Like in in terms of legality, once you get to the guild, the guild's not going to stand in front of you. They don't have the resources to just like take this from you nor is it in their interests, right? Like this looks like it was drafted 
in a guild um, or drafted by the guild themselves. So somebody like made an active decision to create this extra claim for whatever reason. You're not 100% sure why, um, but you're not seeing any devious speed bumps. The only devious speed bump is getting this thing legitimized as fast as possible um, because anybody else could take it and then claim okay. it. In that case, I concur. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool. Um, Cool. So what do you guys want to do about it? Um, I, to be honest, I think um, we might be safer to do this in the morning. Uh, even just with there being a few more people in the streets, it is a little bit less likely that, you know, the people who are just here would be quite as brazen first thing in the morning. Okay, so I am also going to say that with that six successes, you do understand the local politics. Um, There are people who would kill for this document and don't care what time of day they would act on it. There are also, yeah, I'm just, I think there's some who would kill for it, but do care what time of day it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, yeah, if you want to write it like that, you're more than welcome to, Stu. So, also, it's not your document, so I'm going to let Raven decide for yeah, so. Yep. so, first thing is I look at Kair and I say, are you on the same page with all of us? Oh, I mean, as, as it sounds like an excellent, um, what's the word I'm looking for? An excellent opportunity for, for uh, Rojan and anything that's a good opportunity for him. I'm more than happy to, to assist. Okay, he's good. Okay, um, so <laughs> I look at Rojan and I say, so you want to wait till morning, is that correct? I I think it's worth waiting till morning. I could be mistaken. I mean, we can go over there and do it now. You know this town better than I do. Are are we could we be attacked in the night? Well, no one's ever broken my door before. So I've seen uh, otherwise tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- th- that's what I mean. This is kind of it's kind of uncharted territory for me, uh-huh. I guess. So that begs the the second question. Outside of the very real influence you have on this building, what other defenses do you have? Do you have any physical defenses here? Other than myself, no. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you're gorgeous and all, but I don't necessarily trust that rippling muscles uh, equal, uh, you know, uh, bodyguard status. Uh, with all due respect, at this time, um, you should have more faith. Uh, that, I, you it, know, <laughs> it's a it's a fair it's a fair statement. But um, had there been a fight tonight, um, I would need a bath. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how to read into that. So I'll just say, I get you. Um, I don't know that I'm going to get much sleep tonight. So with all that in mind, um, 
I'm not pushing yet, but I think I'd kind of, uh, I think I'd kind of like to go now. Is there any reason to believe the guild wouldn't show us presence at this time of day or night? I guess I'll say. Um, to my knowledge, they would still, you know, have people working there. We should we should be good to go. Yeah, there there will traditionally be people in that office well past sundown. Um, there is uh, <laughs> a particularly ornery clerk who work who works at the front who. Uh, She'll probably still be there. She doesn't really do anything else. But like, you know, somebody's got the on-call pager, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So uh, if, if everyone's not opposed, uh, I'd kind of like to take care of this now. Um, okay. Well, let's um, let's do this now then. All right. So the final question is what kind of walk... Uh, I saw the guild when I came in. Am I, you know, um, you know, is there uh, is there any known people other than uh, the lovely presence we've already seen that uh, I should be aware of? Because you didn't really sell this uh, part of town as being the greatest place uh, before I agreed to stay here. Um, it's, well, the reason I like this kind of part of town is because pretty much everybody is nearby. Uh, so the downside is when you're a target, of everybody they're all nearby and do you think most people are aware of why i'm here at this point or was that just um, uh what's your gut say i guess <laughs> i'm gonna say probably most people don't know but the ones who do know are the scary ones so why don't we start with the back door <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so real quick, just looking over the map here, because we're over by the, yep. the uh, we're kind of like kitty corner to the Hunter's Guild, right? In the residential area. Is that, am I correct? Uh, that's where we are? Because I see a really nice. right at the fork? Oh, is he right at the fork by the town center? Yeah, it was close to the town center. Okay, now I'm looking. Um, yeah, it just seems like a long walk to circle around the south border back up to the guild hall uh plus if it's possible i see ambushes from the woods at the same time maybe it's got less people residential area i would think people at night would probably be indoors flip side you go over you got both the bath district and the town center then to the guild hall what do you think what's our walk i mean Stu, you've been here the longest um Kyir, unfortunately like i know you're not doing a lot right now but um you're not as familiar with the area I expect once you get outside and everybody wants to be on peak awareness, it will, it will be incredibly handy. Um, but um, right, okay. I'm listening the, intently and smiling. Yeah, the <laughs> I just figured he would go the, with what Rojan says. <laughs> the further east you get, and this is this is mostly Rojan who would know this. The further east you get, the closer you get to the second smiles. Like they are based out of there. Gotcha. They litter the place. Um, the only exception to that is Nick's Nick's or Nick Nick's gang and, uh, old Gran. old Gran actually has an office in the guild hall as do any other primary stakeholders. So when you enter the guild hall, she will know. Um, but, uh, Nick Nick's gang is probably either back down in the Harbor or they're searching the rest of the residential area to try and find Raven. Um, they've basically written off this house 
they knew she came in here, but like they couldn't find her and they busted in. So, um, so from what we know, the direct path past the town center and to the guild hall, kind of in the north part of the town, heading west is probably the probably best. Probably the best, yeah. Okay. Um, Do you have any other like means of transportation <laughs> other than just hoofing it? <laughs> Gee, I left my Buick uh, at the port. Okay. Um, so something else to consider. It, Raven, if you want to do this alone, which you could, um, you can just uh-huh. stealth. That's true. And then you, I believe you have easily overlooked presence um, or like one of the entry level stealth charms where you basically fade into a crowd and people can't see you. Oh, no. I know that one. The moment you said it, I I apologize. I was just automatically thinking group mentality, which may not have been the best move, especially since I've got the target painted on my back and they do not. Uh, in fact, I would argue with the most recent uh, situation that just happened, if anybody is probably written off as not a, a concern, it would be Rojan um, at this point and probably by proxy. Um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Kair. So let me see something real quick. So if you want, I mean, we don't have to, like, I assumed that I would walk out first and make some friends and meet some people and get a bit of a crowd. And anyone who's not paying attention to me might be looking for you. It's a good point. When I'm looking here, this charm, I might be pretty good. Yeah, easily overlooked presence method is going to get you past every mortal you can imagine. Yeah, basically outside of magic, checkpoints, and um, and alert people who... I, I, am I safe to say at this point, Chase, that... Um, while Nick Nick's group might be alert, they, this isn't that kind of alert. They don't know I'm there, so they, they can't have that alert nature about looking for me at this time until they know I'm there. Right. Um, until you get outside, you're not going to be able to get a 100%, but just looking right. out the window, you can't really see anybody. Um, like, it, it appears like they moved on. Like, they didn't find anybody here, right? They checked main floor and upstairs i don't know if there's a basement but chances are they probably slipped down there to try and look as well while uh, nick nick was trying to put the door back up they only really acted because they saw somebody running upstairs and then they couldn't find them when they got up there which which meant that they escaped right okay so um so i say to rojan uh no i don't i don't have any uh faster mode of transportation other than my feet although you'd be surprised how uh, quickly I can move uh, on those. Um, but I am starting to think that maybe running in a group would not be an ideal uh, circumstance. Uh, you can ask your friend over here, but I have a pretty good way of disappearing uh, regardless of whether there's people around or no one. Um, so I'm starting to think maybe we meet at the guild hall. Uh, I might have a, uh, a solution as well. Oh, It's a little exposed, but only if people look up. 
<laughs> it's a mode of transportation. It is. This is amazing. Um, yes. I'm going to say it is a two minute walk. I'm just letting you guys know. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know, I know what Dan's about to suggest. It may be sorcery. Um, <laughs> but Let's steal a herd walk. of horses for a two minute walk. <laughs> no. No, that's um. The horses are are a possibility as well, but uh, no. What I was thinking was something a little more on the arcane side of things. Okay, so I've made this walk. So, uh, so I know this is a two minute walk, right? <laughs> yes, you walked right past the guild hall, right? Oh, but to, then again, uh, so would house. they. I I'd probably hear him out. <laughs> If you don't want to go through the streets, I can fly you there. Huh. The problem can, is if... I can promise you nobody's going to expect that. <laughs> if yeah, anybody kinda, looks up. Kind of like that there idea. We are. are you getting me higher than the rooftops? Because I can take the rooftops. Yeah, you can... Uh, you could break atmosphere with that. Yes. You, so, sh- you shouldn't. <laughs> so, so, so we could turn a two-minute walk into a you know half-hour flight. <laughs> I mean, if we break into some like whole new world musical number or something, I might take you up on it. Uh, but uh, um, well, so I look at Rosian and I'm I'm like, do you know if your rooftops are safe at night? I don't spend a lot of time there. <laughs> it's just okay. so funny because so, <laughs> I'm all I'm stealth and shadows, and I'm asking this person who literally spends all his time being the center of attention as yeah. to what the people who don't want to be seen are up to. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to give one last piece of one last piece of advice from the role because it was a bureaucracy with a specialty in sort of illicit handling and smuggling. Stu, you, uh, Rogan will know. Somebody somewhere is posted. Maybe they're not in plain sight, but they're posted to watch, to watch. my like, roof in particular. You've, you've got yeah. eyes. You've you've got eyes on your house. Whether they're watching the roof or not is, you know, like that's basically a a, a roll of the die, mm-hmm. right? Like it's chance. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to be the most observant person, so you might be able to sneak by. But like uh, rule of thumb, if something fishy was going on in that house, keep an eye on it. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, so I I can I'll go out the front and uh, meet some people and start some talks and uh, I don't know I guess pick your moment and sneak out or fly out either way I guess and I'll just kind of slowly walk over there with the group of people and hopefully people look at me. So one last question to Kair. Um how defenseless am I or you when we're doing this? If we're flying? Yeah. Uh, well. I fall hard. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to fall. Okay. But it depends on how defensible you are. You'll have your hands. Alternately, we can try to hush out the back while, and then just go by foot while uh, Rojan distracts people in the front so that begs this, the next question so does Kair have to watch himself or is he pretty safe rolling with Rojan at this point because I would think I'm trying to remember now 
Right, because Nick Nick's group knew you were there, so they've kind of ruled you out as harboring me, at least from my potentially limited perspective. I think they, I don't know, they only semi-knew I was there, because I ended up knocking on the door. That's right. That's right, you played coy like you were outside. <laughs> and very stylishly, I might add. Which, yeah, which worked. No, way, yeah, they thought whoever was in the house had escaped. It's true. He basically played them for a fool without anybody realizing it. So uh, then I'll just I'll I'll kind of throw the ball back to Kair and say, I think I can get there alone. But if you'd prefer to fly because you need a way to get there, then I think we're good. Unless you think you can chance it on the streets. My understanding is they're not looking for you. So I don't know if people would have an interest in finding you unless there's something you'd like to share. I don't get the feeling anybody's going to give me any trouble. Okay, so I mean, I'm going to give... Nick I'm... wanted to hire me, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dan, I will let Kair make an intelligence archery roll. Oh. Ugh. That's okay. It's still a success. Okay, you know that you can actually see straight down the street um, from the highest point on uh, Rojan's house. You have clear shots down every every angle of the road. Hmm. I make house good. You will cover <laughs> him. You will be able to cover him, and he will be within the range band of your, like, the furthest range band of... Uh, whatever weapon you might have mm -hmm. um, all the way up to the guild house. So if anything happens, as long as you're in a good spot, you can contribute. So long as I can see him. Well, yeah. So here's two questions. One, if I'm using um, the hiding in plain sight, can he see me? No, but he'll see the second you do anything good point. out of the ordinary. Right. Like you won't. Cause I uh, reveal myself upon taking yeah. an action. Yeah, if you take any big actions, you show up, which means everybody else will see you. But as long as you aren't taking actions, if he doesn't see anything weird going on, that's a good thing. And second question is, he'll see me get to the guild? Because obviously that's an action to go in. Only if he can spot you. Can he spot the guild from so, here? Yeah, he'll be able to spot the guild. But he won't know it's you once you use the charm. He won't know it's me going into the guild? Yeah, because you're basically going to disappear. Uh -huh. You're going to disappear into everybody else. True. I'm trying to figure out how he could works. cover me if anything goes down, but also then know to join me because I can't like I mean, call him. You can you can make him <laughs> You can make him wise. You can like mark yourself so he can see you. I figure also like if something goes down with you, your stealth is compromised. Right. Um. How about if you want? Uh, I won't enter the guild until he does. So when you see me go in, you know he's in. Other than that, oh, if anything bad happens, awesome. then we'll know because bad things are happening. True. Um, and the last thing I definitely want to ask Rojan is, so who was who was the mama something who's part of the guild? Or who has an office in the guild? <laughs> Grand Pomakin. Grand Pomakin. I need to write this down. Pomakin. Grand Pomakin. Okay. 
Am I safe? And I don't know. Maybe I should know this already. I don't know if I have to ask him or if I would know this. Am I safe from her doing anything nefarious once I'm within the guild? Like once I present myself? I assume that's something Rojan would know. That's not something I as a player know. <laughs> okay. So um, once he's in, it is sort of bad form to spill blood in the guild hall. Nobody's done it since you've, you've been here and you've never heard of an instance of it. Um, just because the way that everybody does business, either clean or dirty is off the books and out of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, yeah, once you are in, you're basically in the clear, uh, (laughs) whether or not old grandma Ponikin or Pomekin actually, you know, thumbs a knife while she works with people is another story. Eh, like that's her business. I can handle that. Um, she comes from a very, very rough town. So it's possible. It's really possible as you could shivvy while you're in there. But, um, like Rojin's understanding of the town, nobody has ever done that. It would be very strange. Okay. All right, I'm willing to take that risk. Uh, so here's my thoughts, and I just want to run it by you, you two. Um, Kair, if you can, um, you know, cover me from, from a high point in the house. You can see the guild from there. I will basically disappear. Um, if you want me to, I can try to mark myself so that you're aware it's me, but I don't think it's necessary. Uh, if anything happens to me, it will become very clear very fast. Um, and then once I'm in, then, uh, so how does Rojan know I'm in? Uh, I'm going to be near the entrance. So like, give me a couple minutes to like, go get some people and start talking and like tug on my left elbow. So I'll just collaborate it with you. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah. Once Rojan goes in, I will follow him in even if he can't tell I'm there. And that's Kair's, you know, cue to come join us. Does everybody think that's a solid enough plan? I dig it. I can stand <laughs> it, Yeah, it um, makes sense to me. All righty. Then... I'm guessing I go out the back (laughs) and I'm going to activate this charm. Let me see. I believe it's for one scene, but let me double check that. One scene. Okay. It's not very expensive either. Okay. So. um, No, it's a very nice entry level charm. So, yeah, I just go to the back door and I turn to Rojan and say, all right. Work your magic and just know I'm following close by. All right. Um, just one last thing before I go out. Um, Here we go. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're going to stick our necks out, I just want to make sure that, like, you're not going to be the sole owner of this, of, of, the, of the deed, of the, of the whole site. Because, I mean, that, that's all. Because, I mean, if you want us, like, to know that we're committed... I think a three-way co-ownership makes sense. I do agree that uh, you've been incredibly gracious. Um, and, uh, Kair, from what I've seen, you are 
a, an asset, an ally, and somebody who I want on my side. Especially because you cover a lot of bases. With all due respect, Rogan does not. All that being said, 33% stakeholder for each of us. I'm the one with the deed. I'm going to have to uh, hold off on that high. Um, if you would like to talk about strategic partnerships and how we can blend assets, uh, we could possibly talk about it. But then again, I'm not the marrying type. So if you want an agreement and a percentage up front, um, I will gladly agree to 20% to each of you. And I'll put that in right. I, well, I don't understand any of the words that just came out. Well, let's, <laughs> okay. let's settle on. I'd, I'd be happy with 25 then. Okay, so here's the, here's the interesting thing. Um, the two of you can opt. You can choose to have a roll-off right now, a, um, a roll-off of bureaucracy. Um, so each of you would roll uh, your intelligence bureaucracy. And whoever gets the higher roll basically wins the deal with um being able to sway that i mean if you can talk it out awesome but if not and you want to actually use mechanics to do it uh we would use intervals of increased uh progress so like however more you beat the other person by is how much better of a deal you got while rolling bureaucracy or like while talking this out so your call whether you want to try and talk it out or whether you want to roll it out You, he doesn't play fair. I know this better than <laughs> he probably thinks I do. <laughs> you can also I've played this battle of wits, roles. and I have a minor intimacy to show for it. <laughs> also, if you want to insist on rolling, you can do that too. But uh, <laughs> I will say it's a dick move if both aren't agreeing to it. <clears throat> okay, so for the record, while I'm thinking this out, for just a moment, um, Rojan, I, I offered 20% across the board. Rojan asked for 25%, and I don't think he was specifically asking for both of them, but if you want to specify, you oh, can. Oh, yeah, that that is part of it. It would be like... Okay. Yeah. So you can, 25, 25, 50. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think that that's... That's still like more than I would need. That's enough to jumpstart most of the things that I would want to do. So, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Like I'm, I'm, well, no, I, I'm afraid to... is the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cautious of. Um, I do I, have. I mean, thirds are more fair to me, but I'm. In, in that sense, it's only eight percent difference for me personally. I think. Well, my concern is that if I go roll to roll, I might be trying to get 20% and end up giving 33. Um, That's a valid fear. So when you leave it to luck. So you better hope that you are actually lucky. You know, I've watched enough, you know, movies to to just know where this goes and i also uh know enough to know i'm not wielding the car uh, i'm I'm not built to take on rojan one-on-one on this one um that's me saying it you guys don't have to validate it uh <laughs> so here's a question chase i'm looking at deft officials way and i just don't know if it's applicable in this case in any way Trying to see how I can get an upper hand to getting what I want with giving up the least amount. 
Okay. Um, it says can naturally would... sense who to talk to. I know who to talk to. I know what's expected. Okay. Like this sounds like navigating something you aren't familiar with, and I know. Yeah. In, what in I'm this case, with. you know that you're you're playing a game of dice with someone who knows who knows how to load them. Um, so it's probably weighted in in <laughs> Rogan's favor. Um, like once you get into the guild hall, if you're the one doing the talking, um, you can get like you can get what you want on the terms that you want, and you'll be able to figure out who will help you out there. But as you are just in a room with Rogan and Kair, you know that that uh, Kair is not the bureaucrat; that Rogan is the specialist. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you may actually be in his league. Um, but is this something you want to gamble on? Right. All right. So I, I, I consider the situation carefully and, um, and I look at, uh, I look at Rojan, uh, because I kind of know that Kair's going to probably to a certain extent follow his lead. Also, he was very clear he has no idea what he's being offered. Um, am I correct to assume that? I don't want to be condescending. No, nope, that's about right. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, high intelligence, no bureaucracy. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, I know those words, but I don't understand the way in which you use them. <laughs> Fair. Uh, so I turned to Rojan. I turned to Rojan and I say... Um, if you want 25% each, um, that can't completely be unconditional. So in return, um, I, I don't think you'll have much of a problem agreeing to this, but we are an allegiance then. And as such, uh, I would like to ask for a residence here and then I turn to Kair and I say, and I really hope you can make this decision on your own. But um, the agreement of some protection, and I'm not talking bodyguard. I'm talking that I can handle myself, but if need be, I'd like some backup. That's easy enough for me to say, Mr. So how about you, stud? Do I have a place here? Is this my home? A place here? Well, I mean... If I agree to this? I would say this can be your home until we build you a better one. Like one that you want. Somewhere. Oh, that works for me. You know? That works for me. um, Like, it doesn't take me long to make a pretty nice house. And (laughs) if you have, you know, half the earnings from the the mines, obviously you'll be able to afford it. Until until you get a new another place, yeah, you're welcome here. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, even if I don't live here, I'd like to be able to uh, have this be a a home base. Can you agree to that? I'm gonna say yes and, or a yes or. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that's what you want, yeah, that that's that's um, I'm amenable to that. I will say... I'm not looking to post up like a college kid in the basement, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will say, for the record, uh, for a 33-34 split, um, I have a much, much 
much better place to hide than this house. Uh, it is more important to me than anything else in this town or anyone else in this town. And unless we split this three ways, I don't know if I want to trust you with the location of that place. And there is, I, I like, I've been around the dreaming sea. This is without a doubt. I mean, I could take you there right now with the deed and no one would find you. But unless I like know that we are going to treat each other as equals, I don't know if I want to show that place to you. So just professional curiosity while I'm milling this over. You seem to be doing quite well for yourself. I don't know if you're in it for the money. Is there something I need? Uh, why, why so interested in such a large stake? Well, I honestly, easier money is easy to come by. And I think uh, I if it comes down to the three of us trying to make sure that we're all safe in this town. Uh, I don't ever want to be in a position where I need to ask you for money to hire guards for something that I care about. Mm-hmm. So this is my only question and it, it might be, I just have to go with it. Uh, but I think this is for you, Chase. Uh, so I have an intimacy to not harm Rogen, it's the trust and no harm. That's fine. Um, beyond that, yep. but that just means I won't harm him. That doesn't mean right. doesn't mean I trust him necessarily. Okay. And it wouldn't be an intimacy, I don't think, anyway. I want I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I can figure out if I can trust him. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's uh outside of a charm. That's yeah, that's usually a read intentions role. Um, so that would be a I'm trying to see. I believe it's a wit socialize. Um, at uh, the difficulty of his guile, and if he puts his guile up to defend against it, you know that he's stonewalling you. Right. And what you would be looking for is when you roll the wit's intention roll, you say you want to know if he has any intimacies towards like um, taking advantage of people um, or. Um, uh, getting the better end of a deal. Uh, so so just trying to see if there's any intimacies that he he possesses that would lead his nature to be manipulative and exploitive. Okay. Uh, that's the easiest way to do it is just by... Um, so, sorry, that's that's a perception socialize, not a wit socialize, sorry. Perception socialize? Yep, perception socialize. Let's do it. Can I just do it? Yes. All right. He may. He can do it to you, too. I'm sure he can. <laughs> Kai, you're going to do it to both of you. You've all been sitting together and so, listening to each other talk. Yeah, I want to I wanna do a, a perception socialize on this one. Cool. Uh, do it up with the intent of seeing if he has any malicious or exploitive intimacies. Okay, so my pool is going up against his guile if he chooses to do so. Um. Yeah, if he chooses to put it up. And if he okay. chooses to put it up, you'll know. All right, so 
my as per your chart. My pool is uh, eight. So here we go. Five successes, four and a ten. Nice. Um, do you want to apply your guile to that roll, Rogan? Uh, would I? Um, I think I would like normally just apply the guile. I'm not going to boost it. I, for the record, would I have had to boost it before I knew that roll, or before he made that roll? Tradition, uh, traditionally, yes, you okay. would. Uh, just, you would declare just it just so um, that that's clear. But I'm not going to boost it. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to do my poised line attitude to reflexively oh, make God. an influence roll back. Because uh, that's <laughs> that's nice. what I do, and I like I'm not. That's fair. I'm not. No, in, no, that's mm-hmm. that's the game. I'm not intending to to hide anything. I am, uh, you know, like just bare, standing, hands by my sides, like looking you straight in the eyes. Um, and I'm going, going to make a. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I've been lied to by the best. (laughs) I believe it. I'm among them. (laughs) I don't think I've lied to you yet. Um, Well, make an influence. I guess I'll never know. (laughs) With any attribute, so I'm gonna use my parents, obviously. Uh huh. What are you trying to instill, Stu? Along with the fact that I'm like I'm not ducking and dodging. I've I've been pretty straightforward um just an intimacy that he can trust me sorry that she can trust me right an intimacy that raven can trust you um okay so i love uh, it this is the rojan version of what muck dog did earlier mm, yeah yeah this is pretty fun um (laughs) okay so uh based on the descriptions you each get uh I'll give each of you a, a dice stunt. So, um, Fred, you actually get two additional die for your roll. Uh, oh, no, you already rolled. Mm. You want to roll? Mm, I can't do it. I can't give it to you. Uh, Stu, I'm going to give you an extra one to your resolve. No, because you're not trying no, to defend I'm it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an extra die to your roll for describing what you were doing. Um. Yeah, he already broke your resolve, right? To the to guile, for yeah. Or your guile, yeah. Um, yeah, and then he, this would be his resolve defending against um, any roll that you make. So, yeah, you'll get an extra. I'm just going to give you an extra die for this one, okay? Okay. Um, and this is going to be a. Um, influence is going to be uh, appearance presence. Okay. Um, so while you're rolling that up, uh, just before you roll it up, could you tell us, did you have any exploitative uh, intimacies that would lead Raven to believe that you would try to take advantage of this situation? I do not. Right. And now Raven's about to get a new intimacy. <laughs> uh, may I know? Well, hold on. We'll see how the roll. <laughs> may I know kidding. Raven's resolve? <laughs> Uh, let's see here. <laughs> three. Actually, we, we've been over that, but yeah, it's three. <clears throat> and I think I know where presently, we're starting from before your influence. Yeah, and presently there's no, you've got no intimacies to stop this. Uh, uh, yeah, in I fact, know. Uh, you've, yeah. 
got intimacies to support it. Yeah. But I'm I'm we're just gonna leave your resolve at three for now. Okay. I think the I don't know if the appearance thing kicks in now. It would. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine. That was six successes for uh those in the listening audience, including a ten. But wow, that was yeah. a lot so, of die anyway. I, I knew yeah, it was high, I didn't his, know it was ten. So his appearance would have dropped your resolve a little bit as well, but we we'll go into that some other time. Oh, we'll don't we when know that matters properly. <laughs> Um, cool. But so I do know, know that he does not have, what is it, uh, like no, a take advantage intimacy? Nothing. Uh, no. You would know um, after skimming. I think this would count. Um, I have a dislike of exploitation. Gotcha. Yeah, so you would know that. Uh, you would have been able to dredge that out, no problem. Um, it, it's actually quite obvious. You can sort of see it in him now that you've really sat and thought about it. So while all this is happening, Kyer, is there anything you want to be doing? Um, I think actually kind of exploring the house and scoping the best way to get onto the roof. Yeah, because this was an interesting side script uh, as I'm about to dash out the back door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just turned into, can I trust you? I, t- I can, oh, yeah, no, I totally, ooh, yeah, no, I trust you. I trust you. I feel good about this. Um, okay, so then, um, Stu, do you have, like, a top hatch or anything, or is he going to have to sort of jump well, out of window? Well, didn't I, did I gain an intimacy here up? or something? You did, yes. You gained an intimacy, intimacy of trust towards um, Rojan. Okay. Uh, I probably wouldn't have a hatch that leads directly to the roof, but there would be uh, windows on the uppermost floor that I think, like, anyone who's uh, remotely agile would be able to flip a window open and climb out onto the roof yeah i i was gonna make a fun quip but uh i i can't because i didn't actually see kair do his cool window thing <laughs> neither did anyone else <laughs> we just know it happened <laughs> so um all right so i just go up to the window um i'm trying to think People be watching the house. Although if I'm in out in the open, like it really doesn't matter uh, if I'm on the rooftops, even if someone's watching, as long as I'm not doing anything, right? Like it, it specifically calls out that you can kind of take any path you want uh, when you're yeah. hiding in plain sight. Yeah, so I'd probably stick to the roofs, uh, Assassin's Creed style, if nothing else. Um, oh, okay. So here's here's the thing, like. Oh? It is still going to be actions like it's it's a Dex Athletics action to jump roof to roof, ah. whereas just walking is straight. Walking. Okay, well, I had said I was just going to follow along anyway, so I think I'm going to stick to the ground. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so even though I'm leaving out the window, <laughs> right? Because there's no back door. Am I correct on oh, that? There's a back door, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then I won't. I won't be. Uh, I won't show off right now. Um, so. Uh, so I, I, I head to the back doors and uh, I kind of tell, I look at both of you and, and say, oh, wait, huh. before I go, yeah. I should probably make a decision oh, on those percentages yeah, since was, we made was, such a big deal out of it. I was going to ask before I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, like, so I look, yeah, I, I look at, at both of them. Um, 
and I go, I hope I don't regret this, but screw it. Money's not, not all that matters to me anyway. Um, I take 34, you each get 33, deal still stands. But the first thing we're doing in the next week outside of getting me a house is uh, I need to know where my safe haven that I'm paying a much larger, well, yeah, for me, it's a much larger percent because I'm giving up 16%, but a much larger percent for. Yep. Are we agreed? That's absolutely fair. Yep. All right. Um, and then I just, as a sign of good faith, I kind of reach out an arm and, uh, and, and kind of, you know, shake and, and just be like, all right, we're partners. Uh, and then I kind of turn to Kair and I'm like, do you shake? Do we? <laughs> I, I like. slowly nod. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I just, I just want to like actually shake hands and just like kind of solidify the, the partnership here. Yes. So I agree to 34, 33, 33. Well, I think this could be the start of something uh, equally horrific and beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, the future will show. Um, but uh, it just feels like ever since I've walked into this house, everyone's trying to fuck my mind. But uh, that's fine. I'm straightforward. We can, we can work through this. Uh, I, I don't feel threatened. So... Um, and then I just kind of cut to the chase. Uh, so I go to the back door and I say, okay, I'll be following, I'll be following, you know, around you. You will probably not, uh, you, I can guarantee you won't know I'm there, but just trust I am. <laughs> All right. I will go in along with you, uh, when you get to the guild. And then I kind of look at Kair and I say, I'll be on the ground. So if, if I, I might, if I might make a suggestion, okay. um, you might want to be the last person to leave the house. Uh, me? Yes. Okay. If if there are eyes on the house, Rojan going uh, up front and pulling eyes first is good. I can climb out and get onto the roof, and then anybody looking in more secreted areas will see me. That gives the best possible chance for you to come get out unseen. Good point. Okay, I'll hang here. Rojan goes. Kair gets in position. I'll wait five minutes, and then I will make my move. Sound, Sound good? Sounds good. Good. All right. Out Rojan goes <clears throat> to make some fans. <laughs> okay. So how this is playing out is it's not quite simultaneous, but it's it's close. So Rojan steps out. There is, of course, a small crowd. Again, new group of people uh, looking at your statue. But as you're doing that, uh, Kair is already upstairs. He moves fast. <laughs> and um, did you want to do anything special before you flip out the window up onto the roof, or are you just going to do it? Um, I wouldn't mind just a cursory, like, just a peek out the window around, like, a you know, the paranoid left to right. And... Okay. In, in which case, I would say both of you, um, since, like, you're both going out right now and you're trying to be aware, uh, both make... Um, Perception awareness rolls. But since I'm still in the house, I don't write. No, you can't write okay. now. Sorry, I didn't think so. I'm gonna. Sorry. Sorry, I'm gonna let sorry. this one slip. It's okay. So did Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, no, it's clear, guys. Like it is good. 
yeah everything's good everything's good um right. okay so real quick can even if i'm not doing anything am i allowed to make a perception roll when i get outside or yeah, you are also okay. allowed to make a perception roll when you get outside just don't try too hard like nothing nothing flourishy nothing fancy um just as long awareness as not, of my surroundings is basically what i'm yeah, looking at like um so you can't like super stunt it um no jumping into the air and <laughs> sniffing really hard you know <laughs> Something absurd, <laughs> um, just because you're gonna blow your cover, right? Um, low key, yeah, low key. So then, right. So unfortunately, uh, neither of you can even figure out if anybody's watching the house. Uh, the difficulty for that one was three. Just as a heads up, <clears throat> most of the difficulties are gonna be three. Uh, but like because these individuals are hidden, uh, I'm not trying to give away that somebody's watching the house. But there's a pretty high probability somebody's yeah. watching the house, and you guys didn't notice. So this is going to be, now Fred is going to exit. You know that other people are in place. You activated your charm. And yep. you are you are slipping out from the, I guess it would sort of be like a back alleyway. And then you just sort of blend in with everybody else. With your charm activated, not only can the people trying to watch your back not see the people trying to find your back, but they also can't see you. <laughs> right, right. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, basically I'm just going to try to keep Rogan in eye shot and just follow, not close, but, you know, close enough. I could get to him if I needed to in a very short period of time. Okay. And you are, you're welcome to make a perception awareness, but uh, just keep in mind your stunting is limited. But you are also welcome to um, sure. use whatever terms you want. Um. Well, so one thing I'll just throw out there, since I'm going out into the streets, um, you know, I do have the uh, surprise anticipation method always there. Um, that's kind of just yes, for you. That's not that's not going off yet. No, and also no, no. you have danger sense. Both you and Kyrie have danger sense. If anything bad was going to happen, you would know. So does okay, Rogen. maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. God, does everybody have danger sense? Oh, but Rojan's got a charm. Yeah, it's a little different. Sense. Gotcha. Wait, so do right I have... now nobody's nobody's okay. spider sense is going off. Yeah, all right. So I'll I'll just roll mine, but I got a decent pool for perception um, awareness. So I'll just see what I can get here. I would argue. So did Kai. I sure did. <laughs> yeah, he did. But I have four more. There we go. There's oh. six successes. Whoa. Okay. Six you is guys lot. are doing great. Tom. <laughs> okay. Uh, Good Although job. am I Good correct? Job, I can't tell them anything I learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you have the unusual advantage of having seen everybody who came and left from Rojin's house. Um, <clears throat> so you have a pretty solid idea of their builds, of their looks, of any defining features. Uh, you got a really good look at most people as they came in and went because, uh, you, you got the up top view, um, and nobody had any idea you were there and that is happening again. And so you can see that one of the, one of the goons who came with, with Nick, Nick is actually sort of in a balcony. I would say two buildings down from the guild hall looking up towards Rojins, but like sitting in a chair, um, smoking some kind of, I guess it's like a bone pipe or something. Um, so just like looking out and to anybody else, they would just look like they're sitting on the veranda, taking it easy. But like, you know, mm. you, you've seen him already today. 
he already busted in like he's there watching um he does not see you and you can tell that with confidence um you can also see um with with a perception roll that high that there are people milling about in other parts of the alleys um just sort of circulating closer they're they're heading east they're heading away from you they're basically fanning out trying to figure out if you're in the residential area um, so most of the people are moving away from you. The only person to worry about is this guy in the window right now. Um, and you can say that with confidence with a role like that. Gotcha. That's not the guy that uh, Rojan tried to hire, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, don't hurt him. Yeah, well, and so am I correct, though? Like, if I am if I just don't do anything... Uh, he he will not notice you. Right. You can, with confidence, you know that you can walk all the way up to the guild hall. You can enter the guild hall. He'd have no idea. Right, right. And that's what I'm counting on at this point. Um, so I'll let you take, or whoever, take lead, because I'm just kind of, knowing that, I'm just kind of making my way. Um, and uh, like I said, just keeping uh, Rojan and I shot. Uh, I'd probably say, you know, maintaining a distance of about... <laughs> 15 feet and i'd be lying if i said obviously i'm under some sort of influence that it's it's not you know it's not bad to just kind of watch him go well and it is a show like it is not (laughs) it is one heck of a show like people are stopping some are coming up and trying to embrace him and uh uh, it's your call (laughs) if you want to embrace these people or just sort of like just sort of like rub them or touch them even that is enough to satisfy most um like really just an upspring of goodwill and happiness to see this rock star-esque six out of five appearance (laughs) dude just walking down the street in the middle of nowhere mining town like just the best thing (laughs) in the world I mean, even even Kair, you're sort of like staring down at him because nothing else is going on. There's no there's no threat. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of uneventful. Sort of, the little moving and, and, like crowd of people. And this is when Mukdag again really starts to bristle. And when I say bristle, like his the the squirming sort of worm stuff on him actually starts to point out sharply. Um, he's not looking down at Rojin. He's not trying to track where where Raven is. He's looking up towards the mountain. Do I feel that happen? Like I guess he would kind oh, of yeah. hurt my shoulder. Oh, you, yeah, you know, like he's actually he, his discomfort becomes a physical pain for you. And hey, uh, what's what's up, dog? I I I found that fucking demon, but it's not alone. What do you mean? Yeah, oh, you, you, you can't see it. Okay, give me a sec. This one's going to hurt. And then you're not 100% sure, but it's like one of those things goes into your ear and then turns into a point. And just when it should burst your eardrum, instead what happens is you get hit with that kaleidoscope of color again just blues then reds then purples and then suddenly when your eyes clear you can see the demon again it's over far far 
far out by the mountain, it has bounded up to something else. And the something else from here... Uh, actually, I'll let you make another perception awareness roll right now just to see if you can actually see it because it's kind of far off. Right now, it's just sort of a green blob. If you get anything higher than three, I'll be able to describe it to you. I actually kind of... Can I can I throw a little essence into this to... 100? Uh, it depends. Do you have... Um, so it's perception awareness. Do you have an awareness excellency or any awareness terms? No, awareness uh, sadly does not fall into those categories. So I had to just okay. straight roll six. Um, yep, straight roll six. Unless you want to stunt it somehow, uh, or you can also spend a willpower to get not a success as well. Yeah. No, I can't really think of a way to stunt it. I'll uh, just roll it straight. No big deal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was One. almost a buy. I know. Um, One's, okay, one success. So, um, so from here again, it is. You can tell because of what Muckdog has done to you that whatever that green thing over on the hill is, it shouldn't be visible, but you can see it. And you can also see from here that the Luminata appears to be bowing to it. Like, actually kneels down and lowers its head. Then it bounds past it further into the mountains. The green thing is not moving. Okay. The green thing just stays where it is. Um, and that is what you can see. Uh, um, dog, did you see that? I'm. I'm still seeing it. It's. Okay. <clears throat> you can't see the jade line over there. Sir, did you say jade lion? Yeah. Lion made a jade. I, green. Uh, I see green. I see a big green blob. I, my eyes aren't as good as yours. Oh, you're... Well, you're killing... I have attached myself to a moron. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will work harder. We're, we're going to... Uh, I, need, I, need, I need to learn a way to, to see this shit, too. No, with it. it's, it's not quite it, so yeah. invasive. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, you're telling me you didn't enjoy that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Look, that's that's a mouthpiece. That's a mouthpiece for demons over there. You don't want to get near it. What do you mean by mouthpiece? That's a Tijoja. What they do is they preach the gospel of the Ozi. It's all nonsense, but they get too close to other religious buildings and um, they're what do you call them? Oh, their religious symbols start to melt or tarnish. Uh, real, real terrible stuff. Um, they're an affront to any other religion. I don't even know why anybody would summon one of those things. It may not be summoned. I don't know. But it's just sitting there watching. Huh. And you saw, you saw what the, you saw what the deer did, right? How it kneeled down. It's, it's respecting it. Yeah. And that's, Illuminata. <laughs> not, not really. No, this is turning into a really bad day. You realize if I tell those two that that I saw the demon again and it went and, and bowed to a much bigger, greener demon and ran up into the hills, they're going to think I'm 
out of my fucking mind. Boy, they already think you're touched. I mean, really, you are. You've got a you've got a a, a squirmy little rat thing on your shoulder. So let's be real. Uh, <laughs> you're a bit touched. Um, but uh, you know, some things are worth saying. And when you see Teodoja, you mention it. <sighs> yeah, fair, fair enough. It's not moving though. It's not coming to town. So I think we're all right. Well, that's that's a plus. Um, can I, uh, can I make, uh, some kind of roll for the Yeah, Tia that's Doja? an intelligence. That's a Teodoja, so that's an intelligence occult roll. Oh, that's a roll I like. Oh, three. Okay, um, with three, unfortunately, all that you really know is what's already been told. Yeah. Uh, Teodojas are, uh, very rarely summoned because they're kind of bummers. When they show up, uh, they're more interested in telling you the gospel of, of the demons from Malpheus than they are from really doing any work for you. They're also the, they're some of the most dangerous uh, demons that you can summon. Like they, in terms of martial ability, they are very dangerous. They are large uh, demons made out, like large lions made out of jade. Some say that they're actually a parody of the Orichalcum golden lions that await anybody who can make it into heaven, that guard the gates of heaven. But also, you know, if these things get close to any religious structures, the symbols or iconography that would be used to worship any other god melts or tarnishes or falls apart in some way. <laughs> they're just kind of a bummer. <laughs> like they're, Yeah, kind of a bummer, Chase, 2019. Quote me. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to understate or overstate how dangerous these things are um in terms you know that it's a first circle demon uh demons are in three hierarchies uh so it's first second and third circle the first circle is the the lowest levels of demons but in terms of the lowest these guys are on top nothing trumps them they are some of the strongest you will find so if this thing has been summoned someone summoned it to do some real work and by work i mean either kill or they're using it for some other kind of utility the only other thing that you uh the even that is kind of iffy you've heard rumor that uh t doja are a hive mind which means that anything that one knows they all know some sorcerers have used that ability to communicate between spaces or use Teodoja as spies to watch something and then have another Teodoja right near them explaining everything that's going on. Not a lot of them like to do that though, because if they have any enemies that know they have a Teodoja, they just have another one that they summon giving all of those <laughs> yeah. secrets away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really sort of a difficult situation because when you bind the Teodoja to, to, uh, to serve you and tell you this information, you automatically, you basically jeopardize your own security because they're seeing everything that you're doing, which means any other T-Doja can report on it. Okay. Um, is it, does it seem reasonable that the, uh, uh, the T-Doja and the Illuminata are working together in, in a sense, or is that just something that like the Illuminata seeing a something higher in the, the, the food chain, essentially, would just do upon encountering it. 
what that Luminata just did is something that no unbound demon would ever do. Yeah. So that's what I thought. It is. Yeah, that is like a Luminata would not even go near a Teodoja in Malpheus unless they had to. So that yeah, that was a a purposeful display. You, I'm afraid you didn't roll high enough to get any kind of understanding out of it, though. Yeah, no so uh, that's what you got. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get back to the street. <laughs> okay. So um, unless, sorry, unless you had anything else you wanted to ask. Uh, no, um, I think that's uh, that's everything. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's let's do a little one over to Rojin to see how he's doing before we switch back to Raven. If that's you get okay. a fist bump and you oh, get it's a fist bump. I'm watching you get Aquaman just work his way through the streets. It's it's no problem. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Rojin, uh, how are you dealing? Are you dealing? Or are you just enjoying uh, the celebrity status? Like what what's going on? Like you're making progress, but this two minute walk is already five minutes long. I I'm okay with it taking like fifteen or twenty minutes, like that's that's fine. I'm I trust that Raven is nearby. If I can't see Raven as I'm like scanning the little group of people and like trying to connect with everyone and like lightly fist bump and whatever, um, <laughs> then then I I think she's hidden pretty well and is like whether that takes ten or thirty minutes to cross the street, it's should be safe if I don't see her. So that's fine. I don't I don't want to discourage people from coming by. Uh, I do want to, like, acknowledge people as much as I can. But I am going to, like, keep slowly shuffling towards the guild. I also don't want it to, to look like I'm blatantly trying to go from my house to the guild. So, like, taking my time and going just down the street, I, I think is fine. Okay, so then, Raven, what you know is um, the dude who was watching the house is 100% watching Rojin, and <laughs> eyes are not on you at all, um, not even noticing. Hmm. So you, with the confidence in your abilities, you know that like Rojin is gathering the crowd, um, doing his thing, making it clear that he's not heading directly to the guild, uh, that he might end up there eventually, but like this is just sort of a walk to enjoy the people and have the people enjoy him. Um, you can really sort of do whatever you want. You've got a clear shot. I mean, I, I would probably just let him lead and just kind of follow his lead. Again, I told him when he goes and enters the guild. At some point, I thought he was going to enter the guild. So when he enters the guild, I'll just follow in behind him um you know I'll, I'll take it as a cue to just make my move to go in i think the um, plan was that you entered first and he followed you well yeah but my question was how does he know that i've gone in there or well, if you're if you're walking in the front door of a guild he's gonna see it right no matter how sneaky you're being actually he won't oh. yeah i'm i'm uh the the nature of that charm prevents him from seeing it so it, assuming i get to the guild hall on relatively uneventful. I mean, even if it takes him half an hour to kind of work his way around there, then I. That's fine by me. Yeah, I'll deal with the crowd and tell them that I'm sorry, I do have to go. I do have some business. Um, but you know, right. I'll be around and, tomorrow. And that tracks and, because yeah. it's getting later. Yeah. I just want to see one uh, big burly dude just drop to his knees and start crying. <laughs> <laughs> 
We could make it happen. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> so, yeah, at some point I'll, like, kind of excuse myself a little bit from the crowd and, like, go and open the door to the guild hall and, like, look at them and give them a last wave and take a second to walk in. Cool. Um, all of that is uneventful except for inflating your ego because I'm sure you needed it. <laughs> um, you see that Rojan is now in the guild hall. So, uh, Raven, you are in a position where you can follow whenever you like. Your charm stays up for the scene, so it will only drop when you say that it drops during this entire event. Right, and and as per the plan that I explained, uh, my plan is to get into the guild and then just hang out till I see uh, and not reveal myself until I see um, Kair enter and then... Uh, I'll I'll reveal myself to all. Uh, can I do it like? Well, I, I guess I'll ask at the time, but I, I'm hoping to do it subtly instead of just being like, "And I'm here." <laughs> Crawl up to do my legs. Well, I mean, I unless say, there's a new entrance, to do it. we're doing it wrong. <laughs> just make this big, uh, big Robin Williams entrance. <laughs> Hello. Um, so y- you are welcome to do whatever you want, um, but I will describe the building to you. So the the building is actually made out of, um, it looks sort of like a, a sandstone. Most of the other buildings are made out of the cut stone from the mountain uh, as they as they mine it. So they sort of, the mountain kind of doubles as a quarry in that respect in that uh, the, it, there's some really, really good stone for building. But uh, this building looks like it was made out of almost like a clay brick mud uh, or mud bricks. So... It kind of stands out. Uh, it's almost, it's sort of like a southern, like sort of a, a south, but also kind of a river province sort of architecture. Um, so it's like southern practices of creating uh, bricks from mud, but then like mud from close to an oasis, but then also the, the same architecture that you're familiar with from where you have been living. Um, so like stuff around Port Killin very very similar kind of architecture style so you're getting a little bit a little bit of a familiarity going on here i'm not saying homesickness or Mm -hmm. anything but like this is this like your people might be in here (laughs) you know yeah i got the impression that might have been the case (laughs) or at least people that you have been used to dealing with for the last little while so um Upon entering, um, you can see that what's weird is there are like there are walls, there are doors, but the center of this building is designed so that you can walk from one end to the other. So there are exits on the like on each side of the building. So there's like four doors. If if this building is a rectangle, then you just came in through one of the the long sides. Um, but there are also doors leading out from the short sides as well. And there's in the back, uh, you could walk straight through right now and then come out at the harbor or come out closer to the harbor. But along these long hallways, there are individual offices in the center where uh, so in the center, like right in the center of the building, obstructing. So you can't just walk all the way through is an actual big central desk that is dedicated to the guild itself. It looks like all of the other offices to the sides are for other organizations or subsections of the guild. And it looks like there's a few sort of fancy suite offices that probably belong to 
either higher up guild members or somebody else just renting the space. So as soon as you enter, you can also see that the the desk is occupied by the best way I can describe her. Like I will physically describe her, but if anybody has seen Ghostbusters, it's Janine from <laughs> Ghostbusters 1. Nice. Yeah. Not Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not bright red hair, right. just uh, plain Although, plain isn't that the same hair. actress? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I thought so. so. Actress, it's uh, it's Ann Potts, May Potts? Yeah. Um, but yeah, also in Designing Women. If I, if I can kind of really quickly, I when I saw um, Rojan go into the guild, that was kind of my cue. Um, so yes. I'm just going to kind of scramble down uh, the side of the house. Um, and sort of jog my way up there. Okay, cool. So when you get to the desk, um, do you want to be following Rojan? Do you want to, like, catch up with him? What's he doing? Like, what happens when Rojan enters the guild? Yeah, I, Does he have his circle of influence yeah, so, still? Like, <laughs> Presumably, I, I think they all would have stayed outside, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Most of them would have, because they were going places to begin with. They just got distracted yeah, by yeah. You. So, uh, I think I would I would just kind of head over to the 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 claims desk and see if there's a lineup. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so here's one question. Um, anything? I'm trying to figure out if I need to size anything up in here. Uh, can I like use? awareness or anything just to make sure there's you know oh absolutely going on. if you want to do if you want to do a perception awareness like your danger sense hasn't gone off there are no threats to that's true and it's the guild um but if you want to get a real feel for what's going on i've already described the building but if you want more specifics we can get into more specifics i'd like to well i my gut says to do it but i'd Kind of feel like I'm I'm dwelling too much on the insignificance until we get to talking to Janine here. Um, which, by the way, does she have a name? You described her as Janine, but does she have a name that we know yet? Uh, you haven't talked to her yet, okay, so, so no. Right now, she's just right. Janine from Ghostbusters One. Well, then I think I'm going to reveal myself and um, uh, you know, kind of tap Rogan on the shoulder. Hoy hoy, hey. <laughs> You made it. I, uh, yeah, sorry, it took a little longer than I expected. I didn't see you. At, where the where were you? Oh, it, I was just right there, but it was fine. It was fun watching you work, anyway. Um, you know, I'm I'm always there. I'm just, you know, you just don't think you can see me, but trust me, I was I was there. Oh, I, I was. Yeah, I mean, I was operating on faith alone. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Tempted to high five someone in your name, but uh, didn't want to reveal too much. Yeah, so fair, you know, fair. I. I held back but uh but yeah no that was good that that, was, that worked i'm pleased yeah yeah it was uh yeah it was it was that was that was about as uh you know hopefully if everything else goes as smooth as it, this we should be excuse fine. me excuse me do you two have business here um you're <laughs> really loud and you're kind of distracting and if you don't i would have to ask you to leave i'm sorry i do get told that a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh yes and this is this is uh this is the administrative assistant she's looking right at you so looking at rojan and looking at uh at uh raven and like 
over the edges of her like spectacles. So like her, you know, her fantasy esque spectacle. Mm. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Well, then I guess I'll take lead. Uh, yes. Hi. I need to speak with someone um, in the guild um, in hopes to validate a claim. So she had been basically writing with a brush. So she had a brush and one of those bricks. Uh, it, it's sort of like paint bricks. It's a wet brick. So you, you wet it and then you can paint with it. And it's just like the, the black mm. sort of paint. So she puts the brush down and she looks at you and says, there isn't much of the mountain that isn't already claimed unless you're suicidal. (laughs) So I will help you. But just understand, if I process your claim, and it's a new claim, you'll be dead by morning. I just want to be completely honest with you. So you can use a charm right now. So yeah. like in terms of bureaucracy, you have a bureaucracy charm to figure yeah. out who the best person to talk to. Um, you can activate that right now, and I can help you navigate this conversation a little sure bit. first things first though i kind of want to kind of glance over my shoulder and just make sure i know rogan's there has uh okay has um Kair arrived yet i would say that Kair will be here very shortly uh, but has not arrived yet but you sure. okay. can see and you don't need to roll for this i'm giving it to you for Ooh. free Old Grand Pomican has stuck her head out of her office. Present. And she's looking. Yeah, present. So when Rojan stands to protect Raven um, and make sure that he can see everything. Yep, there we go. Uh, old Grand Pomican is just uh, glowering at you. <laughs> like, she's not impressed. She's not moving, but she's just watching. I give a shit. She broke my door. <laughs> Technically, you Nick get the Nick feeling that door. she doesn't give a shit that she broke yeah. the door. Oh, I, <laughs> I fully understand. Okay, so I've activated um, the deft officials' way. Okay, so with deft officials' way, this individual, uh, this administrative <clears throat> assistant, is actually one of the gears that makes everything move within this town. There are higher administrative administrative bodies, but you can tell that it's too late and they're not here anymore. So if you want anything to happen, it's going to have to go through her. You know that what she is saying right now is technically accurate. If you were if you were trying to initiate a new claim on a piece of land that wasn't already deeded. But what you possess is a primary deed that is one of the first deeds ever created for the mountain. And it means once this is processed, nobody can kill you for it and nobody can claim it for themselves. All you have to do is explain that you are trying to claim this primary deed. Okay. Well, I get what you're saying, uh, but I think you'll find my circumstances are a bit unique. And what I mean by that is I actually... um, have the deed and uh, I just need to claim it. Okay. So you have an existing deed uh, here. Let me get this straight. Um, So you've killed someone for a deed. I have not killed anyone for a deed. 
I have. And a she's D looking at you over her glasses again. Let me see the deed, please. Now, is there any reason why I would want to? Hmm, let me see. So, with my knowledge of bureaucracy, does it? Do I know if that's trustworthy? I would assume it is, but am I going to know that going into this? Um. Okay. So, she has been, even though she's been curt, she has been entirely honest with you the entire time. She just tried to figure out who you killed because to her understanding, mm -hmm. the only way you can get a deed is by killing people. Makes sense. She doesn't know what you have. Gotcha. So, all right. So then I present uh, the deed to her. All right. So she looks at it. Uh, she can see that it's, it's older. And actually she comments, I didn't make this one myself. Which leads you to believe that she's actually the one who does most of the mm. deed making <laughs> around here for any new claims. And so then she starts to read it. And very quickly, those sort of scrutinizing, like, squinting eyes widen. As she begins to understand the scope of the document that she's holding. Then she looks over to Rojan and realizes... He is a witness. You are present. She looks over, sees that Pomekin is looking. And as per guild policy, two witnesses are all that is required to claim a deed of any kind. So, as your intent has been made clear... <laughs> This deed is actually officially yours as per guild mandate for property ownership in this area. So she stands up. She says, Pomekin, you're a witness. Rojan, you're a witness. This deed is official. To which Pomekin says, what? I didn't hear it. What are you talking about? I didn't hear anything. What's going on? And then... It's she tries to stomp away. <laughs> <laughs> As she realizes her mistake, her curi curiosity is actually sealing this deal. <laughs> That's fantastic. So the the administrative assistant is, is sort of shocked. So she actually, she, she puts the sheet down. She says, okay. She puts her hand on her head. She rubs her temple for a second as she tries to think about what she has to do. And then she looks back up at Raven and she says, I have two witnesses. Pomekin is like, she's bitchy. She's crazy. Whatever. She was here. She saw it. It doesn't matter. This is done. But I can't completely process this document tonight. This is your claim. Um, I'm sorry. What is your name? Uh, Raven. Raven. Okay, um, is that uh, Raven of, of where, sorry? Oh, um, and she is completely ignoring Rojan right now, by the way, just, just completely ignoring him. Oh, I bet that rubs you um, so the wrong way. Um, <laughs> actually, it's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome then. 
Just make just make okay. make sure yeah. she gets Kyra's last name and mine as well. So I will. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's fair. Um, so and do by this point, Kyra will have. Do I tell her? Uh, yeah. Uh, so she wants to know where I'm from. Yep. Okay. She needs history. Right. Um. So and I, do I go by Raven the Lucky? Like, would I say that? If you want, if that's the name uh, you want on no. the deed. Okay. If that is the name you are recognized sure. by and well, want to have as ownership. Okay. Um, it, yeah, people don't care. Right. <laughs> like, if it's you, it's you, right? All right. Uh, Raven the Lucky from uh, Port Kalen. Okay. And she actually picks up the brush again, and you see her. She's actually writing on the deed. Primary stakeholder, Raven the Lucky. And then she's... You're watching her. She's moving incredibly fast, but she's actually compartmentalizing um, the deed itself. Um, secondary shareholders, percentages, stuff like that. She's setting everything. I was going to say, yeah, I want to make sure she puts Rojan and Kair with their documented percentages. Okay, so then when you <clears throat> communicate that to her, she actually puts it on there. So it's it's on the document now, and you can see that she's actually pulled out another slip, like a, a pre-made piece of uh, a paper with a bunch of information on it, there where she just has to fill in the blanks, and she's doing that simultaneously with this other one. It, she's not using both hands, but she is. It's like she's filling out both pieces of paper at the same time, and she's saying, "This is this is incredible. This is." I'm not sure if I'm going to get in trouble for processing this. Um, now there is going to be, uh, and she's saying all this as she's processing it. She, uh, she's saying there is going to be a hold on getting access to the land. At least initially, you're going to have to actually meet with um, the guildmaster himself with, with Kyle. Um, but once you do, the land will be relinquished to you. You will have access to it and you will be able to do whatever you want. Right now, I am obliged and actually contractually encouraged to inquire if you would be interested in allowing the guild to mine the jade for you and transport it, transport it away at a percentage value that would result in you getting the direct funds. We would do the work. You get the money. And she's trying to make a bureaucracy roll against you. Oh, is she? <laughs> if you want. Um, so it would be like this would it would basically be against. Actually, you know what? This this would sort of be an opposed bureaucracy. So if you want, um, she's got a pool of oh God, she's actually a specialist. So she's Fantastic. got a pool of two and then three, and then one. So two, three, one. So that's uh, five, so six. She's got a pool of six total, but she has no special abilities. She has no uh, no essence or anything like that that you can tell. She looks pretty pretty human. Right. But she's basically trying to get some... She's trying to get you to engage with the guild to transport the jade out on boats and stuff mm-hmm. and actually set up mining for you. Like So the guild will do all of the work, do all of the hard stuff, um, but that way they also get a cut right. of everything that's oh, coming out yeah, of your Yeah, I know what they're going for. And what am I... Uh, so she's got a pool of six. What am I using to counter that? Uh, I would say let's just do a, a, a face-to-face roll. Um, so this will be your intelligence bureaucracy 
Uh, you can throw in any, I'm pretty sure you've got a bureaucracy charm, which means you've got um, an excellency, so you can pump it up, plus you can spend a willpower to get an auto success. Um, Is that something I'm able to assist with, or no? Or are roles like that strictly one-on-one? I'm not, I, I don't um, think there are assists in Exalted. There aren't exactly assist roles right now, but if you wanted to, uh, I would allow I it, like give him a, a plus one modifier. <laughs> It says you can naturally sense to talk in order to produce results. Blah, 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 blah. May add her bureaucracy score to the read intentions, actions of any ability, so long as it helps her in producing the desired result. Okay, you don't have to read her intentions to know what she's doing. She's trying yeah. to get a percentage of this claim for um, the guild. Question. That would also Go put the guild in control of where the jade goes, like who it's sold to, right? Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Specifically. So yes. do I get any uh, benefits from having work. this deft official's way, but, or not really, because I, j this is just a heads up. Okay. So in this town, uh, in this guild town <laughs> mm -hmm. that is controlled by the guild, uh -huh. um, th you have gone to the guild to deal with the deed, uh, they are the people who have basically decided that they owned all of the land and then divvied it up. Because nobody has been able to assert any kind of authority over the land itself. Uh, plus, there's a bunch of uh, oaths and stuff put in place to sort of maintain the status quo as it is. Uh, she is the best person to be talking to in this situation to get the best economic and financial result. Right. Because no, I'm not saying that nobody else is here, but also, like, she is incredibly competent at her job. Your charm would guide you to somebody else somewhere else if that were an option. Right. But that is not what's going on right so now. So then, is there any way to boost my role on this? Because I don't you have any boost... other direct ones off the top of my head. Yeah, you can you can boost the dice. So you can um, you can boost up to your... So you've got your base pool of intelligence plus bureaucracy, mm -hmm. and then for one moat, you can add an extra die up to your intelligence plus bureaucracy, so you can basically double the roll. Gotcha. Now, this is something she's doing already, right? So I got to roll through this before I talk to Rojan or do anything? Yes, okay. she is actually already working on the paperwork, but I mean, Rojan can assist. Rojan has already sort of tried to assist. Um, I was just gonna ask him. Uh, oh well, if yeah, if you just talk to him, like yeah. basically, I'm I'm just giving you an extra plus one modifier um, for having Rojan there because he's pretty. Nice, nice. Well, you know, it helps. <laughs> um, unless there's a way that you think you can contribute some other ways to, like I will increase that modifier if you want. Because I was just gonna ask but him his opinion. It won't go on past something. two. Oh well, I mean, ask away. <laughs> Um. Well, and she can hear me though. I don't want to offend her. Yeah, no, she's right here. Uh, paint is dripping off of her brush. I'm. She's like, well, still. Hold on. I, like not moving. Yeah, I'm, it's kind of weird. I mean, it. It, <laughs> it might just depend on what kind of cut the guild wants, really. So she looks, her eyes actually shift from Raven over to you, and 
She said, well, this is standard practice, actually best practice, if you ask me. In terms of transportation, uh, guild boats actually survive better than Volavat. Uh, definitely better than Ysir. Ysir, I mean, they, they use clouds and whirlwinds to transport their, their jade. Uh, you could try to negotiate with them, but they don't actually like people, so that's a little bit harder. Um, the Volavat are more trustworthy, but they're really sort of an insular society, uh, so any money that could come out of them is going to be a lesser percentage than, say, somebody from Champur or somebody from the guild. You could also deal with Prasad, uh, but they're the realm. Um, they're more likely to take advantage of you than we are here right now. So, I mean, you're working with me right now. I'm a representative of the guild, and um, we all like uh, money. So, while she's blabbing, I'm going to poise lion attitude, influence roll her. Uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. What are you going to do? Okay. Well, she has a resolve of two, <laughs> so go ahead. Hey, that's my resolve. Yeah, that's what most people are. <laughs> also, how are you, Kair? What's going on over there? Um, Kair is actually uh, looking increasingly agitated. That's not good. Um, Why, what's wrong? He knows oh, oh, I know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like almost like he doesn't give a shit about what's going on right now over this mine. Okay. So I'm just I'm I'm okay. trying to like well she's giving me this spiel about all the different people. I want her to like divulge the lowest percentage. Okay, there we go. Yeah. The, it's usually better to define what you want to do before you roll. But yeah, yeah go uh, ahead. Like I want her to define the absolute lowest percentage cut the guild would take to do everything. Okay, um, it, so that is definitely an instill action or a motivate action. You are prettier than her. She is appearance two. You are appearance six, so three times. I could try to use an intimacy because she has loyalty to the guild and uh, getting the best deal, but this is not going to make a difference. So, okay, yeah, in which case you have hit her with it. She is suddenly very interested in making sure that you guys get one of the best deals that you can within the parameters of her, uh, well, her function within the organization. She's still going to try to get a percentage or at least get you to pay them to, to do some of the work. And one of the biggest ways that she can do that is by charging you for shipping the jade out because jade just sitting in Kajaru isn't really doing anything. It definitely isn't making money. It's just sitting around. So that is what she is starting to lean into during this conversation. And you now have a plus two modifier to your role, my good friend Fred. Okay. On top of anything mm. else that you might roll, you now get two additional dice. So has she answered the percentage question or we just take it on? I would say she's negotiating for a percentage. We're not sure what kind of percentage, but once you roll, that will really dictate gotcha. uh, what's going on. So we are going to do a dice-to-dice roll and um, compare results. And it will be a gradient modifier based on higher to lower values. Okay. If you tie, then I have no idea what we're going to do next. Okay. <laughs> we'll and am I correct? Out. So I got my pool, and I'm plus two, and then I am going to pay to 
Let's see here. Yeah, actually, just for your own sake of mind, I'm just going to roll for her so that you know what she's got. Good old one. Wow. <laughs> well. So Bureaucrats I think luck. if you absolutely annihilate her, it might be a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a good wow. deal. <laughs> she, yeah. I'm, oh my god, she almost botched. Like I'm just. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad she didn't, though. All right, I'm still gonna pump this because I don't want to take a shot. Yeah, I mean, this is a contested roll, but now you know what she got. So, so um, I'm working with a pool of five. Point. Got plus two. Let's just. Uh, the more that you obliterate her, the better the deal. Gotcha. Yeah, if she, yeah. So basically, any any multiple over one <laughs> is just increasing the deal better and better in your favor. They put her here because she is a specialist. She is good at negotiating deals, and she is good at getting benefits for the guild. Right. And she just whiffed. <laughs> like yeah, she I think I really want to pump this. So can I, <laughs> here's the question. So my pool is five. Can I pump it five more and then do the plus two? Yes. I don't know if I can, but I want to see if Rojan has any means to handle any of the mining stuff on his own. Can I ask him that or do I? I don't want to offend her again, though. So maybe I just need to roll with this. Maybe you are. You are a free woman. Yeah. Live your life, girl. But if what I do is going to gonna have question. consequences. <laughs> Everything has consequences. Yeah, I know. Um, if you Are you telling me that you don't want to ask a question relating to finance? <laughs> you don't want to ask this man's opinion before you make a decision for yourself. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, I do. I'm just wondering if I can ask it without her knowing. Does she seem like somebody who gets easily, like, personally offended? She gets annoyed. Yeah, she probably just get annoyed. Like, what? What There's are you? Not a whole lot. What to... are you worried about here? All right. So I just turned to Rojan and I'm like, "Do you have any resources to uh, perform any or all of the functions that's required to mine this stuff and get it exported?" I'm going to make sure that. Raven's head is between mine and Janine's and use glance oration technique so that I'm not saying anything. Right, because Pomakin can also hear. She's around the corner, but... And uh, <laughs> just indicate through, like, just like a little tug on my collar that... uh no, I, I don't really have any direct means of dealing with things. Uh, given time, I could potentially get people who don't really know what they're doing to help. Okay. So how much do I use to boost each one of these? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's one moat for one die up to, right. uh, you had a base pool of five, so you can go up to another five, so another ten five. total. And then add another two after right, that. So it'll be twelve. Um, also keep so keep in mind that if you're spending from your personal or peripheral, I've been spending all um, personal at this point, and this will include this purchase. But I'm okay. I'm drying up. I'm dry. In okay, fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 
well, we can talk about regaining uh, essence later, but for now, um, yeah, once you start spending from peripheral, the fireworks start happening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I just feel like this one's a potentially big one. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. Okay, here's the roll. All right. <laughs> seven successes. <Whoa. laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Okay. Demolished. Um, so you come at this very human and actually still quite young. Even though she's, she seems skilled, she's quite young. Administrative assistant. And um, basically explain <laughs> why it is in the guild's benefit that they um, assist in the restoration, assist in the provision of skilled miners and a skilled foreman, assist in ensuring that you have your own private transport ships that don't uh, ship out with any other any other factions, Jade. And you're getting this all for the low, low price of 2% of all jade that comes out of the mine. Nice. Stamp it, stamp it, stamp it. Yeah, yeah no. I, I have, I have, I have so, a stipulation. Oh, God. <laughs> I raise an eyebrow. <laughs> Do we control who the jade gets sold to? You could do that right now. If she stamps it as is, you have no control. But you can you can actually decide that right now. Um, but once once this gets initiated, it's going to be a bureaucratic process to undo it and dictate who it gets sold to. Because right now it's just going to right. just, just put that on there real quick for us. That you get the choice of where it goes? Yeah. Okay. Um, so she she accepts all of your terms. She is signing off on it. She is pulling out a stamp. Um, She's saying this is all pending, talking to Kyo, um, but Kyo never actually turns down any of these deals. Uh, and Kyo's the guild minister, he, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He he won't turn this down. Like this is it's official. You have it. This is all agreed upon. Like because she's actually more skilled at her job than Kyo is. She says that out loud, even though maybe she shouldn't. Um, and you're starting to get the feeling that maybe social abilities are not her forte but uh then she also says but it is important to understand that you need to have this meeting with kyo to also define exactly where this jade is going and who will be purchasing it if you have people in mind who will be purchasing the jade that is very important to stipulate because otherwise it will just get distributed uh as per trying to get the best price Usually it just gets sold to either the realm or it just gets shipped off to um, some other part of the guild. So, yeah, uh, that just happened. Now, she is continuing to work on the paperwork because there is now actually a lot more to do than she had before. She thought she was really just going to swindle you, but now she actually has to do a little bit more work. So she is busy working away, but before she finishes, she actually stands up. And she looks at everybody um, and she says, okay, so that's Rojan. I've seen him before. Uh, you are Raven. And I'm assuming that that gentleman back there is Kair, correct? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> you all notice that Pomegan's head's around the corner again. She's actually paying attention. And, like, she is very upset. Like, she is very, very grumpy looking. 
then this this admin assistant she pushes her glasses back up onto her face reaches a hand out it's covered covered in ink and so reaches it out to uh to raven and says my name is coral uh but most people call me the abacus uh mostly because i'm just i'm really good with numbers um (laughs) but as per as per contract i need to shake your hand so uh if if you don't mind if we could just get this formality out of the way that would be very nice Sure thing, Coral. And I shake her hand. Okay. And then she looks over at Kair and sort of makes a head motion for him to come closer and then she reaches out to uh reaches out to Rojan and goes to shake his hand as well. Uh, yeah, I will um approach and shake her hand. Cool. Um so you are all now wearing a nice tone of black ink in the shape of her fingers and palm. <laughs> totally fine as well. But <laughs> um, and then she looks over at Pomekin, who is still watching all of this, and, and she said, "You witnessed it." I'm gonna it just walk happened. over and shake Pomekin's hand, like offer it to her. <laughs> she glowers at you even more and just goes and sits down at her rickety shitty desk <laughs> defeated <sighs> it's been a tough day <laughs> and she actually puts her head in her hands um, but you don't know why except that she just lost the opportunity to get a whole lot more jade for Champur. Um, right so Kair what's up um, after that little stipulation talk, uh, Kyra will look like he has calmed a bit. Um, he still looks a little bit agitated, but, uh, yeah. Um, when, when do we have to speak to Kyo? Uh, Kyo. Kyo. Uh, right, right. So Kyo, um, I think for, um, so... Uh, Coral is actually just continuing to work on papers, but as she's going, she's she's she, it's like she's opening up a file in her brain. <laughs> um, okay, so he has he has meetings till, and she's muttering this out loud, um, and she's almost giving away his schedule, but she's actually leaving words out intentionally, and then, right, and then okay, uh, you should be able to meet him shortly after noon hour tomorrow. Um, I'll make sure that there is a meeting in place. Um, I'll even make sure that uh, uh, all of the other necessary um, individuals uh, are are here as well. And uh, yeah, we we, we will we will work this out, and everything will uh, will will be as you you requested. Um, what an interesting day. And she just sort of stares off for a second. Well, thank you very much for your help, Coral. Uh, wh- what other people have to be at this meeting? Okay, so the primary movers and shakers are Yoshiro Kyo. Uh, so Kyo is the head of the guild operations in Kijaru. Um, he will be the man who gives final say on everything. Uh, his wife, uh, Motoko Yoshiro, uh, or Yoshiro Motoko, uh, will also be there. Um now she is more of a how can i put this uh she is ex look shyan 
Uh, she she used to be a military officer. Uh, she is very concerned with um, with elements of security. Uh, she will want to ensure that you feel comfortable about how your jade is transported um, and also how your claim is maintained. As per this agreement, uh, we will ensure that there is at least a minimum um, guard posted at all times, both at the claim and at your private boats. Um, but of course, if you want to beef that up, you can either deal through us or bring in your own private security, uh, and we can renegotiate that part of the contract or not. I, 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 again, that will be up to Kyo and, uh, and Motoko. Um, really right now, I think those are them. Uh, it's important to note that this claim is actually on the other side of the river. Uh, you will have a very private dock, um, most people don't work over there aside from other guild members. And uh, yeah, it, it's far away from everybody else's claims. So you, you won't be near Yasir, you won't be near the Volavat, and you won't be near the Champur. Um, actually, kind of nice. Um, also, nobody's been to your claim in a long time because nobody's allowed to, to dig there. Anybody who does uh, traditionally is hunted and killed. <laughs> right. Was there anything else you needed? I still have a lot of paperwork to do. I... I guess that's it. Okay. Great. Uh, would actually would would you be able to leave? Um, <laughs> I love how socially awkward you're. She's. All really loud. <laughs> that and she points to Kair. He is breathing very agitatedly and loudly. <laughs> I'm sorry. It has been an interesting day. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> And I'm just gonna walk out. And you're not 100% sure, but you think like maybe she did just pull a second, uh, a second brush, and is just like double fisting whatever contracts are going on. <laughs> you wouldn't put it past her. Like <laughs> she is a prodigy, but like she is focused. <laughs> um. So yeah, there you go. Uh, you are now the owners of a jade mine that hasn't started yet, but could be potentially very profitable. Okay. So wants a drink. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. and just as a heads up, I'm going to have to close off in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, I figured. But uh, just uh, let's give let's give our good man Kair his moment in the sun to to really explain what's going on. Can we um, head back to Rogan's place first? Yes, I would actually say let's go to my little hideout tonight. It might be safer. That's yeah, that's a good idea. We have to talk. Okay, so, uh, hmm, just because I want to kind of cut it off now, um, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sucks because okay, like. Okay, yeah. I, you have I'm to end with a cliffhanger gonna, anyway. Yeah. So then, yeah, we're going to end it there. We're not going to learn what the secret hideout looks like. Um, I'm just going to have everybody review your, your athletics because getting there could be a bit of a bit of a climb. Oh, no, you've got a cloud. Um, <laughs> no, this might actually work out. Um, I, uh, yeah, you know what? This is cool. You are your super-powered superheroes. I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, yeah, no, everything's fine whatever you guys like you're rich now by the way almost um once jade starts getting pulled out of that mountain you're gonna be good 
all right so we're gonna we're gonna close off right now i'm not gonna do any like spectacular scary cutscenes or anything but that will start happening soon i promise but for right now i'm going to say that all of you earned three experience and then additionally all of you worked to enable the knight cased to accomplish a goal that they desired but specifically um rojin you you also worked towards um bettering your position in the area which is very much a part of your job um it, it's something that you've been assigned to do but also something that you want to do and want to to succeed at kair you were able to mm, i was gonna say <laughs> you, you did notice stuff but uh it, it you needed help to do it but you still have a piece of important information that you are going to communicate to everybody else and that's very important but more more specifically you have enabled everybody else to to do what they wanted to do um and it's not always easy to share the spotlight but i appreciate that you were you were able to do that this time around so um so three regular experience uh two solar experience for the solars and two lunar experience for the lunars of which there is only one <laughs> So I'm going to ask, and I think we'll start with, uh, we'll actually start with Kair. Um, what did your character learn this session? Or what, uh, what valuable things did you learn as a player? Kair specifically um, learned kind of the, the, the quickly escalating sense of danger about this place. Um, like where where and there was like this kind of like this is a rough place on a on a very human level, but we're getting into like this is a rough place on a very like occult and demonic level, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, that kind of has him a little on on edge, um, and that's I mean mostly it. Um, that's okay uh, nobody else knows there's a Teodoja <laughs> so like um, yeah uh, there's a there's like an unseen hierarchy um, going on that seems to be well beyond most people's uh, knowledge I don't know Dan is a player I'm not sure um, that's spotlight, okay spotlight sharing <laughs> is always the thing that I'm I'm, I'm working to improve at and I think I'm getting pretty decent at it um, and uh, yeah kind of just letting myself happily kind of be present in the background knowing that that like just the shit that re that is um, uh, regards my character is going to take a little bit more time and and ramp up before it starts being like impactful um, and so it's uh like it's a, it's actually a very kind of new experience playing the um, yeah like quiet in the background and not trying to be like you know like raven dark black um, <laughs> um <laughs> You know, like not not trying to be like the 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 broody antihero um, cliche, um, 
and uh, yeah, it's it's imp- it's important to note that the second like both both Rojin and Raven are um, are social by nature yeah. and like human social by nature. Uh, there's probably an argument that that Rojin could be social in any form, um, but like you are in an isolated mining town on some very wild and dangerous mountains surrounded by an openly hostile forest the second you leave town you become so unbelievably more valuable um than than i think anybody else here really realizes Mm -hmm. yet um because like you are the hunter you are like the occult specialist you have a number of skills that would keep you alive in any environment you could ever imagine um, you are also a skilled sorcerer that you sort of divulged today, but nobody's really seen yet. Like these are all things that will come to the front and will will be very important and relevant as as the situations arise. Like you you of all people have like a very specific toolbox that you can just keep drawing from over time. You can keep building on spells or whatever you want. Um, I mean, exalted is all about potential, but um, it's it's interesting you just you haven't been in your element yet um but i do deeply deeply appreciate you letting <laughs> our socialites really really enjoy well, it's also i mean it's really it's it's really interesting and exciting to to listen to it's, as far as i'm concerned um and it's it's neat to think about like times like when when would kyer speak up and when would he just kind of like sit back and listen um also uh that wasn't a dig at uh, your character, Fred. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> the name Raven Dark Black was chosen at random. I wasn't even thinking. Oh no, you're good. <laughs> I didn't think necessarily. It didn't yeah. qualify my character as much, but uh, I knew the 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 trope you were referring to. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I realized that as soon as Chase said, like, uh, you know, Rojan and Raven, I'm like, oh fuck, right. So, oh, that yeah. was... You're good. Cool. <laughs> I was having trouble with that when I was writing the percentages of the deed. I was like, 34R, 33R, wait. So then I guess we'll, you know, we'll, we'll shift over to uh, to Raven. So uh, Fred, Raven, mm. what did you learn this, this uh, session? So a couple things I learned uh, was definitely that... Uh, um, Influence is something I, even as recently as last session, last session I had my guard up because I kind of knew, you know, uh, Rojan's reputation. But this time around, the influence of just the world in general was a bigger variable than I had imagined. And I definitely learned that (laughs) this round because everybody was affecting me. which was cool. Like it was a cool thing, but it's a, it, again, it was factors I was not prepared for going into it. Um, so gives me something to consider uh, moving forward and also maybe something to keep in mind when uh, or if I start spending those experience points. Um, I think the other thing is uh, like it was like a kickstart for the the idea of the minds and everything and so um i'm curious to see with 
there, well, like I said, I, I just, I'm also learning that there's, there's bigger things afoot here. So like, I, I can see where some of the more action oriented players or listeners would be like, well, there's a, there's an awful lot of social back and forth going on here. Um, but, uh, I, I feel that, uh, there's a lot of writing on the wall for, uh, what promises to be, uh, potentially much more action oriented. In fact, I, you know, I, but I don't know, but I just mean there's, there's different paths going on, uh, at the same time. And, uh, it's pretty cool, even though it's, uh, you know, not well known, but <laughs> that's good. Cool. Um, so then Rojan the Shaper and Stu, uh, what did you learn this episode? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I don't normally play socially or leadery characters. So I'm, st- I personally am still kind of getting used to, uh, trying to finish every sentence with, oh, but my agenda is important. So do what I want. And that's, that's like a weird thing that I had instead of like being the background dude, who's just like kind of floating through a lot of the situations and, uh, so that's neat. Um, yeah, I think both <laughs> Stu and I are playing fairly opposite to our natures. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Rojan learned anything cause he, he just spent all night flexing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's I, fair. That's I think fair. one of the things that I, I am going to have to be careful or Rojan is going to be, have to be, be careful about is, uh, there are, he does have a couple of charms that are mute that I'm using, but I could like Rojan could walk down the street and burn through 60 essence in like a minute's time, just melting hearts. But I I might have to be a bit more judicious on uh, when he's actually exerting himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really tempting to burn hot and fast in Exalted, uh, especially if you want to get a lot of results. And if your if one of your uh, motivations is to have everybody love you, that is so tempting. Um, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta play cool, man. And uh, yeah, and I got to expose uh, an intimacy which. Um, I think it was was a good good for me as a player and good for Rojan as well. Yes, Raven unraveled one of your intimacies, which was um, exact wording. A minor uh, dislike of exploitation. So there you yeah. go. Um. Well, yeah, for the record, uh, even though you guys may be playing off of your normal characters, what's interesting is uh, I kind of am as well. Um, I do tend to like rogues, so to a certain extent, I'm still playing that role. But I tend to not play a character that's similar to my personality, and I decided to do that with Raven. So I thought, so that's been kind of interesting as well. where I'm just kind of often just like talking off the cuff because that's how I would act in that situation. So. Well, I'm, I'm really enjoying how everything's playing out and um, we got to bring this to a close, but I just, I wanted to say thank you everyone for uh, taking the time to listen. So audience, thank you for taking the time to listen, but also Stu, Dan, Fred, 
uh, thank you very much for taking the time to join me as we we play through this story and I hope you're all having fun thank you Jay. yeah thank you yeah all right and I think we will just close this one down then everybody say bye 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 cheers uh